Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 120. Suns fan here with the cleanly, I was going to say shaven, but it's more of a haircut that you got going there. Cinderin. More of a haircut. Hello. 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 It's been a long time. It's been a full week since I've talked to you. Just ignore me for the rest of the week and you just show up for the podcast. Great friend you are. That's not true. We did write to each other a little bit. Yeah, when I ask you a question, it takes you two days to respond. Real great friend. No, it doesn't. It took me one day. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so since the I pigeons did, pigeons need to arrive. That's true. Your internet over there is a uh, 56k style, I guess. Yeah. I did all the Patreon shoutouts last time, so mm-hmm. I think it's time for you to do it. Am Good I stuff. doing all of them this time? Yes. All right. I'll do it. By the week, we got a few more people. We're starting to. We this is going to become do. like a. This is going to be a 10 minute segment in the future. If this, <laughs> this list is really long. Well, I'll tr- I'll try to be quick so we can move on, but. Uh, they also deserve a shout out so you know it's the right balance so as usual guys if you guys want to chip in and support the podcast it's patreon.com slash we say things but this is the in bruges tier which is the highest one in this tier are games for falling asleep gwyn the okayish lord of candles heroin horse is the greatest third position dota 2 player in the world disco farm d playing coddle Playing position four coddle at one KMMR and by a blasting three jungle camps and the mid wave at three minutes. Why can't I rank up? Vincent Darksea, mediocre knight Artorius and his good boy Sif the Sword Dog. Semperpai, Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair Esquire. Lucas Frankel, Commander Dona. I'm playing position five IRL. Please help me. I'm imprisoned in Sun's Fan's basement. Uh, okay. Brad Sheeran, Bonsai, Wise Guy, Chicken Pot Pie. Chakar, playing against Wyvern and Lane is so shitty, his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. The Mega Pope. In New Zealand, friendship costs $50.32 per month. Thanks for the vaccines, Denmark TI in New Zealand. You're very welcome. Denmark sent or sold. I don't remember which one it was. Probably sold. Half a million vaccines to New Zealand I believe, oh, recently. That's nice. Uh, Zan Xavier. Nate Thicko, 01 Hamscroats. Bacon. Morbidly wanking off my goblin-like schlong as I look up among the stars, knowing my only salvation is first item bottle. I feel like this is the same guy as usual. Shark TM. Onion the dog. Novi Panda, Dop, Shosnek in Japanese is Niniku, as I'm half Japanese. Nothing to see here, underscore. The nine-hour purge video that follows a monstrous patch is Ben Broomhead's religion. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Done Talk, Outsourced Incest, Anonymous, <laughs> Buying My Friendship with Sunstone for $30 a month, Peter, male giraffes will headbutt females in the bladder until they pee neebly. This one's a lie for the first time because I said last time they never lies. Perkader hopes he changed it in time this time. Wow, what a list. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the longest it's ever been, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thank you guys so much. What does outsourced incest mean? I I don't know. (laughs) I was reading that and I was like... uh, I need to understand. That breaks my brain just thinking about it. That is... I don't think it's I I don't think you're meant to think about it very much. (laughs) I can't help it. Uh, Another name not to stay on this list for long. Do you guys have are basements common where you live? Because in Arizona specifically, it's very uncommon to have a basement, actually. Very, very uncommon. that common here. Hmm. Okay, just curious. Uh, Two places ago, we did have a basement, but it was like usually. I think in Denmark, a lot of the time, it's like a shared basement in an apartment complex, where mm. it's like for bikes or some places that are a little bit older, there would be like laundry racks or laundry machines or whatever. If you don't have that in your apartment, if it's like a shared one, mm. I think most newly built places don't have basements. Gotcha. Sure okay, cool. Uh, before we get started with topics, did you you didn't put this on the outline, but I figured you, there is something you wanted to talk about your week. Oh, should we put that there? 
Yeah, you, so that'd be the first topic. I will do it. Sindarin is so lazy. He doesn't even put the biggest thing that's happened to him in the last 10 years. Is it this one? <laughs> yes. <it's... laughs> okay. Do you want to do that first? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't put it on here, but you're right. We should we should mention that. Chat, I'm chat, chat and everyone listening and watching on YouTube or podcast platform number 276. Um I had a really cool opportunity uh a few days ago where there was the World Championship of Online Poker um was running. It still is actually. I think a couple of the smaller tournaments are still left. Um, but I was given access to two of the tournaments via Lex. I'm going to butcher his last name, but you, some of you guys might know him. Lex, I think it's Veldhuis or something like that. He's Dutch, so nobody can say it. Um, <laughs> he knows I'm into poker and I'm interested in it. And he asked if I would like an, a chance to play in some of the big tournaments. Uh, so together with PokerStars, he got me a ticket uh, for two of their tournaments. And one of them had a buy-in of $5,200 for the ticket, which I would never pay because I'm not at that oh, skill level. Oh, you got it for free? I got it for free. Oh, yeah. shit. Wait, how does that happen? Uh, he just comps you? Like, he paid for it? Or I just think, free I think the tournament. I think the tournament organizer has a couple of, like, free tickets that they can do with oh. whatever they want, right? Yeah. And they... I think they're, it's like a give-and-take kind of thing where I get the ticket, but I also stream the, stream the table. Um, so I guess they use it to like try to reach a different audience or, you know, just as a, as a community thing. Um, and I had very low expectations going in, but I actually ended up finishing in 200 second, which sounds terrible if you don't know about poker, but it was like the top, about the top 10% of the field. And that was enough to cash me the minimum prize, which was almost $12,000. Um, and yeah, like we just said, it, the buy-in was for free for me. So it's technically, I just cashed the full amount. I didn't buy the ticket at all. That's awesome. Um, that was pretty amazing. I was streaming it. I kind of, it's weird. When's the last time you've been 200 second at something and been like super proud? <laughs> I was really proud because I did not expect at all that I could play against that field of players at that level, but I actually made it. Um, so that was really cool. That was a great experience. I streamed it. If you guys want to check it, my VOD is still on Twitch. What the... It's been a while since I played poker. The only poker I even know how to play is Texas Hold'em. What kind of poker yeah. was it? It was Texas Hold'em. Okay. It's was clearly it... the biggest one. So no limit or? Most tournaments are in that. Yeah. Cool. It's the most common format online is no limit Hold'em. How, so. how many games did, like, how many days was it? Was it like a multiple the day thing? The whole tournament was four days, mm. and I got halfway into day two, I think. Um. I expected I would get crushed on day one and just be out, uh, which actually happened in the other tournament. I got a ticket for a $530 buy-in as well, and I busted that relatively early, I think right. four hours in or something That's maybe. It's no surprise, and you're not in it for the low stakes. You need the big dollars, right? Yeah, I didn't gives care. a shit about 500 like, what buy-in? Whatever. Garbage. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, man. Well, congratulations. That was a really awesome Sindarin. experience. Thanks. So what was really special about it is that I, I talked about this on my stream. I said it's been a long time since I felt that when I ended up getting in the money, the way I felt there reminded me of placing high in a Dota tournament. It's like, mm. it's a very special feeling to compete in something and overcome expectations, right? Or, you know, just get really, really far. If you're expecting to win and you win, it still feels amazing. It's not like, eh, I expected to win, right? But, right. Um, like playing against a really strong field and feeling like you did a really good job and played against players that are better than you and you could still compete, that's pretty awesome. So that was a bit of a... A tap into the competitiveness that I used to do in Dota, but it's been a while now, so it was cool to have it again. That's awesome. Congrats, friend. Yep. Thank you. Uh, what are you going to spend really that cool. money on? Um, investing. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. Yes. I'd buy something. I'm cool, so boring. You know, I'd buy a pool, maybe. Yeah. Actually, I will say though, but that's not because I won this. I was going to do this anyway, but I have ordered a new laptop, which should be coming tomorrow. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, was that before or yeah. after winning poker? That was after, but it was unrelated. I was yeah, going to do it anyway. Oh, please, please. And we did go out for dinner the day after I won as well. But that was how, also, okay. I mean, maybe that was related. Was it a night? How many appetizers did you have, Cinderin? Um, zero. What? Zero. Yeah. That's insane. Okay, yeah, well. It's hard to believe. That is actually ridiculously hard to believe. All right. <laughs> let's get started with the episode. Congrats again, friend. Yes, uh, thank you. So 7.30C, 
was released not too long ago. And let's talk about it. So the biggest thing for me, of course, Dawnbreaker added to the game. And when I first saw this, first of all, I was excited and I was expecting it, as we talked about. I thought it would be cool to have this for TI. Um, I was expecting there to be changes to her. And I scrolled down and absolutely yeah. no notes, which shocked me. Do you think she's balanced right now? What are your thoughts? I mean, I assume there's going to be probably at least one more mini patch before TI. The thing that confuses me is why they didn't do this two months ago. Yeah, well, not when um, they added Ags and Shard, whenever that was, right? Yeah, I, I think you could have put Dawnbreaker in, given her some time in the limelight and see how the hero does in Pro Dota. Instead, you wait until, what's that, about three weeks before TI, and then you put in the hero? I just feel like it's a weird choice. Like, you didn't really change much about it. Maybe you wanted more data on how the hero performs, but if you want data on how the hero performs in Pro Dota, there's one good way of doing it, and that's putting it into Pro Dota, so... Uh, I'm happy it's in, though. I think it's a really fun hero, but I'm slightly concerned that it's really, really strong in pro play, and it's maybe too good um, compared to pubs. I think it's win rate in pubs isn't that good, but when you start building strategies that use the hero effectively, mm. uh, I think it will be potentially very powerful. Um, but we'll see. There's also counters, so it's not like it's just a stupidly broken hero. Um, yeah, it's mostly, it feels like the ult is what the teams are going to take advantage of the most. Versus yeah. like and there are a couple of counters to that, right? There is uh, Global Silence, and there's Spike Carapace, uh, two of the abilities that ruin her completely, um, which you can obviously then target bans for. If you think the hero's that busted, then you could start banning mm -hmm. supports in order to make her the best game. Uh, and I think, I think we're going to mainly see her played as a 5. I actually think that's the hero's best role. That's unfortunate. Um, which might be a bit surprising to people, but the way I think about the hero is... You're really, really strong in lane no matter what role you are. Your levels are just everything that matters. Your first and second spell when they're level 1, 2, and 3 just own in lane. You have so much damage, mm. and you're pretty tanky as a support. And your ulti doesn't really scale very well with farm. And if that's what you're going to use the hero for, you might as well have it on a supporting role with mana boots just pushing waves with the second spell. And then you can connect with your team when it's needed for a fight. Go like Holy Locket and Mech or something like that so you have a really strong heal when you come in. Something like that might be good. Can we get a goddamn carry into the enough, game, please? We need a I new will carry, say please. Something that was kind of mind-blowing when I think back on it. When this hero was released, I started playing it on my stream because I was like, this hero's fucking fun. And Jerax wrote to me, and this was like a few hours after the hero was out or something. He was like, hey, try this build. Nobody was building it like he suggested. And I still think it's the best build. And he figured that out within hours. He was Echo like, Saber, oh, Holy Locket, Holy Locket oh. Greaves. Oh, the support said, build. Okay. Yeah. He was like, try this. It's sick. And yeah, I've basically cool. almost every game I play Dawn, I go either make Locket or both. Still. I was like, yo, I'll give that a try. That sounds good. Fuck yeah, if it wasn't good. Wow. What what a what a god Jerex. Wonder when we're gonna see him make an appearance again. Uh if he's gonna be a TI or something, or if he's gonna start doing some sort of other content. Because I think he did have some plans, right? When he retired, he announced that he was going to do something yeah. about his stream. Haven't seen him around much, though. Yeah, he did. Uh, had some merch, I think. I don't, I don't yeah. really know. I'm sure he can do whatever he wants with that much money. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's, fine, he's a cool sure. guy. Anyway, back to 7.3 of Cinder, and Let's talk about the stuff mm -hmm. that was uh, the highlights. So stack neutral creeps gold XP and bounty reduced by 15% for the yep. person killing it, not for the stacker. Yep. So the support's still getting gold, but the person killing it gets 15% less. You think that's... Uh, I mean, obviously, this was probably the biggest problem with this patch in general. Absolutely needed. Is uh, it enough? Do I think it's enough? I don't know. I think... I mean, so far, right? But it's still... You need to remember this is a new patch. So far, the playstyle hasn't really changed. People still stack the living crap out of the map. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think stacks are too good. Honestly, what I would kind of like would just be to revert it to when it didn't give bonus to the stacker either. And that might be unpopular because, you know, I'm a support player. I should love this. I get extra gold for stacking, but... Yeah, but you're a boomer. You don't like change just... in general, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's just there's too much gold on the map. And that honestly also includes supports, kind of. I th And I understand what they were trying to do with, like, I'm not going to say bridging the gap, but I want to say closing the distance between the roles so that fives have more gold relative to ones. But it actually hasn't really happened. Like, everyone has just got way richer. 
the cores are still way ahead of the supports. Pretty much the same, relatively speaking, I think. Everyone just has more gold. Um, and I would like everyone to have less gold, not just the cores. So, if anything, make creeps and jungle give more gold and less gold in general. Mm. And then you can also do the stacking penalty if you think it's necessary. But I don't think this is enough. I still think the game is too fast um, by like a decent amount. And it's a, I'd say it's a combination of multiple things. It's the fact that if you want to, did, did we talk about this last episode a little bit about power creep or two episodes ago? Like, yeah. There's a lot of things in Dota that have happened, right? I'll just quickly summarize them. Neutral items give free gold to every hero in the game. Previously, you had to pay for the attributes and whatever you get. You now get attribute bonus on every level that you don't have a skill point that you want to spend or you can choose to use it. Uh, we had talents, which obviously in their own was also power creep, but they were way more creative and interesting. And then we have all of the gold on the map, the increased passive gold in the last couple of patches, major patches. So like, everything has just got faster. People get richer faster in the games. It means you have five, six slot inventories, minute 25 instead of minute 30 or 35. Which makes for lower average game time, but it also makes the games very kind of explosive. Maybe a bit too much for my taste, but it's a taste thing, right? I can't say it's bad. I, I like it. Disagree with it. I like bit. everybody having gold. It's more fun. Yeah. Cooler stuff happens. No more of this bullshit of people running around level three with no boots, two branches. Well, you can still have experience, right? They're still level three, okay? But they have items now. <laughs> you don't have to lower the XP. It's fine. I think the XP uh, is fine, actually. I like the right, let's, XP formula. Let's right continue on. Uh, so yes. some highlights. I'll start with a couple. Echo Saber. I want to talk about this for a second. So Echo Saber no longer uh, works with Swashbuckle and Tree Toss, meaning it, it, well, technically it works, but it doesn't work like before where it would just never go on cooldown. I have an issue with the wording here, okay? I'm gonna, Valve, mm -hmm. if you're watching, I have a little tip to make it seem like... Uh, well, just listen. Fixed swashbuckle attacks and toss tree not putting Echo Saber on cooldown. So what does this insinuate to you? What does this imply, Cinderin? The word It implies that it used to not put Echo Saber on cooldown, and now it does. So the word fixed. So fixed means that it was a bug. And not only was it a bug, yeah. it's been a bug for how long now? That makes you look really incompetent. All you had to say was... Swashbuckle and Toss Tree no longer put Echo Saber on cooldown. That's just a change. It's like, okay, That's true. that was a feature. We just didn't want it anymore. That, mm. Why would you say fixed? That means you didn't fix this fucking bug that people are complaining about or abusing for months now. Anyway, just a small pet peeve. Popson needed to qualify for TI first <laughs> with Tango Mid. Yeah, then, maybe. Then they could fix it after. Uh, I'm going to skip a bunch of this stuff, but I want to talk one yeah. more. The neutral item. A lot uh, of them are rather Witchbane. The cleanse, which was the dispel, is now single target only. Thank the fucking lord. What a so, broken item. No longer AoE. The thing I didn't realize the first time I read it is that you can use it on enemy or allies. So It now was literally just a mass dispel in an area on the ground. <laughs> dispel like every target from positive and negative stuff, depending on which team they're on. Yeah, so now it's single, like, but you can still use that? it on enemy or ally. So that is a nice yeah. change for sure. I, I, I still... I still conceptually don't like that there's a neutral item that has a dispel, but that's boomer boomer brain again. We can move on. I mean, actually, I don't disagree with that only because certain heroes feel unplayable against that shit. Like, think about what you buy nullifier for. Sometimes no, you can necro. Get that for free. Yeah, yeah, necro is unplayable. Omni night now. That shit's up. We're we're getting there, obviously, but yeah. jump the okay. gun on that. Yep. All right. What what heroes do you want to go over? Which ones stand out to uh, you? Because this I mean, was actually think, a lot bigger patch in terms of the amount of heroes that I was expecting. Yeah, I think the primary ones to mention are just the ones that were like considered S tier. Uh, that and I think the nerfs are pretty good in this patch. So Bat Rider got nerfed. Uh, this hero was really strong. Got let uh, got his base vision increased actually. So he got buffed on day vision. Now it's up to sixteen hundred, like most other heroes. But Sticky Napalm no longer increases Fey Grenade damage, which was really stupid. So that's good. Uh, Sticky Napalm reduced duration by one second, which is a relatively big nerf because this is something you have to keep up, right, to be valuable, and it makes it easier for heroes to get rid of the stacks in lane. Flame Break DPS reduced by five, and Firefly bonus vision reduced to half, so it's way worse at night. Uh, it used to give you 1600 night vision, uh, I think, to now 1200. 
and the cooldown got increased on the lower levels as well. So it's harder for Batrider to have the same laning and early farming impact in the jungle. Then what else is really worth mentioning? Clinks. Um, Clinks for sure. Lost 0.2 agi gain. Lost 25 attack range. Two seconds more cooldown on burning barrage. It got a cast point to 0 0.2 from 0. It got more mana cost. Skeleton walk archers reduced duration when you have the shard. Death pack got nerfed. But burning army duration got increased by 10 seconds. Um, this hero got nerfed really hard. I still think it's super good. But it needed a lot of nerfs and this is pretty decent at least i have a question so mm -hmm. i don't remember the exact numbers from before but Earthshaker, the enchant totem ag scepter stuff has been buffed yeah. again after being nerfed multiple yeah. times and then wasn't picked anymore so the air time decreased by 0.2 seconds and the cast point has been reduced by 0 0.09 is this enough for morphling Earthshaker to kind of make its comeback for ti uh Maybe like, I don't remember what already... it used to be, what the timing used to be, but Shaker's already kind of good again with the new talents and everything. The changes he got in seven thirty, so it could be a thing at TI. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, your favorite um... shard in the game got buffed: gyrocopter, uh, homing missile, <laughs> shard rocket barrage, increased by twenty five AOE. Very nice. Oh, Huge irrelevant. Buff. Yeah. Um, Caudal. Next busted hero that got multiple nerfs. Illuminate plus two seconds cooldown. That's a really big deal. Um, damage reduced by 25 on all levels. Also a big deal. Travel form speed, or sorry, travel speed on the Illuminate reduced by 150. So it went from 1050 to 900, so it's easier to dodge. And he gets 5% less bonus move speed in spirit form. So four nerfs on Caudal, three of them on Illuminate. Another hero that just needed a lot of nerfs. I think he's still good, but that, was, that hits him hard. And the 25 damage on Illuminate might not sound like a lot, but what pro players were doing was they were buying three Null Talismans so they could one-shot Creep Waves with level 4 Illuminate. You can't do that anymore. Right. Um, and that is, that is really inconvenient, that you have to Illuminate twice, because now that the cooldown is two seconds longer, you can't even Chakra the second one. Mm. You have to wait longer. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's a pretty damn big nerf, actually. Uh, the Shard for Luna, uh, which... Gave two attacks, now does one. Although I saw on Reddit that it was bugged and still doing two. I don't know if they fixed that. I'm sure there's going to be a patch coming out where it says fixed very time, very soon. Well, that um, one would be understandable. See, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that would actually be a fix. Feature fixed. Then we have Lycan with multiple nerfs. Uh, less health region on Feral Impulse, less damage on Feral Impulse. And his talents across the board got nerfed a little bit, except his HP region talent on level 10, which nobody takes. Um, Omni Knight... Gets hit hard, really hard. Uh, Heavenly Grace can be dispelled, which means you can counterpick the hero now with specific things like Shadow Demon or uh, Oracle, you know, all these heroes that have dispels. So if there's a um, dispel on the other team, don't you just use this more to use it for like a hard dispel, like to take off a stun as opposed to... Yeah. Because like, now it, it's you, almost becoming... It a save. Yeah, yeah, you're not really using the status resist as much if there's yeah. a, a dispel and it's not just that right it's all the strength like the way people were using omni knight as a support was they would pick it together with a carry that really benefits from strength such as Sven. he would get the status resistance and a lot of strength which in turn gives him a lot of damage but also we saw it in in um in the last tournament esl played with clinks for example where you would heavenly grace clinks and he was just so fucking tanky he would have Death Pact and Heavenly Grace and like 5,000 health. Um, so, yeah. It being dispellable, I think it's a pretty intelligent way of going about it. It gives players agency to try to sol solve the hero themselves instead of being like, okay, Heavenly Grace is just super busted. Let's just nerf the strength, nerf the cooldown, whatever. Um, I kind of like this change because it also means Omni Knight can still be an incredible pick in the right conditions, but now it's not just as no-brain, oh, let's just get Omni he owns, right? So yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, GA got a bit more expensive in mana, and Dejanora got buffed. Nobody cares. Next, Pango. The uh, mana cost on shield press. Yeah, the slow. mana cost for shield crash up by fifteen is actually brutal. This yeah, hero that's is so star for mana, and actually, yeah. it's sad. Sad for me because I wanted to see this hero become more of a. I know I say this about every fucking hero, but honestly, every hero that's coming out lately is becoming a support for some reason. But mm -hmm. like, I feel like the changes in the past couple patches have been to me, illustrating that they want this to be played maybe some more as like an Ags builder, right? Where you're going in and you're doing the shield crash talent. Now with the 15 extra mana, it becomes 
extra brutal. So that feels. You think this bad. is a bigger nerf to core support Pango though? I think it's a bigger More? nerf to support. Oh yes, yeah, I mean, if you're core, you can be able to get farm eventually. To but you might have to yeah. change your build to be able to keep up with the mana cost but so with your logic this is again pushing it more into that direction though, fine right? i'll concede only because i want panga to be played as core please yes please uh what else do we have uh shadow demon got nerfed a bit two seconds longer cooldown on disruption and shadow poison costs 45 mana on all levels instead of 35 plus five per level actually pretty big nerfs on sd as well um and finally sven of course Gets nerfed, probably not enough, honestly. Plus one, 0 0.1 second base attack time. Storm hammer damage decreased on level 1, 2, and 3 by a little bit. And god strength lasts 5 seconds less. I still think this hero is S tier. Um, and I think Clanks is still up there as well, but I'm not sure. But Sven still seems incredible. Do you think Venge is... I wouldn't put him S tier, but is he close? Like before this patch? Because they didn't really nerf her that hard. Bench was very good with Ags. She mean, got um, just some minus move speed, which I didn't even realize Ags gave you. I don't know why that's even a thing. Um, yeah, you got plus 25% move difference. speed when you die. <laughs> now yeah. it's plus 12. Now the illusion has a health bar, which is honestly really weird that it doesn't be didn't beforehand, right? Yeah. And her edge again got reduced by 0.4. So it is nerfs, but I still think the Ags Venge is still very, very good. Yeah. Uh, last and thing I want to mention, just because it's a meme at this point, Shadow Fiend Shard, the one where you, I think you consume a Necromastery Charge and your next hit is a crit. Now is 1.9x crit instead of 1.7. It's trash. Like what? I I don't I don't get it. Why is this a no. shard? <laughs> it's really not. All right. Good. Last thing, Cinderin. What per, mm -hmm. what type of a crit would need to be had for this to be good? It's at one hundred and ninety percent right now. If it was yeah. three hundred, would it be good enough? Yeah, then okay. it would be broken. Okay, probably. So what? At what point is it balanced and good enough to buy? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's increase it by ten percent every patch until we get there. All right, sounds good. I don't know. Um, I, the thing I will always hold this up against is you could buy Crystallis, right? Because, yeah, you get the guaranteed crit, but you need damage items for this crit to be valuable. When you buy Crystallis, you get a crit chance, but you also get the base damage, right? You get no base well, damage. You actually pay damage. Plus, Shadow Fiend <laughs> doesn't crit. mind buying a Silver Edge, right? And you get a guaranteed crit from that, too. So Right. So, yeah. I think technically this shard can be good super late game if you have a build where you... I believe if you crit on this and Daedalus, I don't know how it works. I think the strongest crit goes in effect. Yeah. I or maybe so. Necromastery takes priority even, which would be so. bad because the Daedalus crit is better. Yeah. yeah. It's just just weird, man. All right. Just weird. Next thing on the list is... Uh... Oh, I was actually going to skip a topic by accident. So 2021 ticket sales for the international... Uh, just going to read this quick post. At long last, the top Dota teams in the world will gather this October to wage the 10th battle to claim the age of the champions. We had hoped to release ticket information by now, but the Delta variant has been an added challenge as we work to navigate hosting a live event as safely as possible. With circumstances constantly changing, we want to be careful to make a well-informed and safe decision regarding ticket sales closer to the event. We understand this makes planning difficult for fans hoping to travel to Romania. We will continue to evaluate the situation and announce ticket information as soon as we are able. Are you surprised? Do you expect this to mean no crowd at TI? Or um, I mean, I think we both well, agree that it's good that they're playing this safe. Obviously, if they're not yeah. sure, they're not sure. Obviously, yeah. don't force shit. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts? And you need to remember something that's really important about TI is there are players coming in from loads of different countries and the COVID situation can be very different there, right? Like we talked about two weeks ago in a very sad news of one of our episodes, we lost Dino, right? One of the uh, Philippine commentators. Um, the Philippine players coming in might not be fully vaccinated. They might not have had access to it. They might not have had time, whatever it is. I don't know this for a fact, uh, but I would be surprised if every single player attending TI is fully vaccinated. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I hope it is, but um, obviously, depending on where you live, complications can arise. Uh, maybe they get offered 
a way of getting vaccinated if they go to boot camp in Romania, for example. Perhaps there's availability there. Uh, but anyway, whether or not the players are vaccinated and it is safe, there's still, you know, the general population in Romania, the area, people, again, traveling to the event from other countries. It just, it just complicates things. And I think them playing it safe is totally understandable. Um, and in many ways, this is what people wanted last year, right? Um, I mean, they would have probably accepted that TI-10 would have been 2010 with no audience because of COVID, but still had TI. Right. That's what they did for the League World Championship, so, for example. I don't know what's required to get into the country, if anything, and maybe Europe has some, I don't know. But it depends on what Valve wants to do in terms of um, like how closed off they want to be. Like, Mm-hmm. If there's going to be a crowd, then I would actually be surprised if every player is not forced to be vaccinated. That's that it to me, it wouldn't make sense right. if there's a crowd for some player to not be vaccinated. Yeah. But if you don't want, I, mean, I just, to force I, don't, that, I don't know for sure. No, what I'm nobody saying. knows. But I could for sure. imagine, I could imagine it would be a possibility that at least some players would not be vaccinated, not necessarily by choice, just by, you know, limitations. Right. I think considering um, the stakes and how big this tournament is and how many eyes are going to be on it. If somebody gets COVID or something like that, it's going to be huge news, right? So if they're not going to require vaccinations, then they have to like basically bubble the hotel and players literally cannot leave at any point unless it's to a shuttle to whatever the arena is, right? So it's just easier to require vaccinations. But but yeah, you asked me what I think is going to happen. This post was from 13 days ago. We didn't go over this news because we had the Purge episode last time. Um, There's been no news since. So this makes me think that, okay, how far are we from TI now? Two and a half weeks from the start? Three weeks? Um, That is extremely short notice for ticket sales. So I think at this point, we're probably inching in on no audience at all, would be my guess. Um, Agreed. I hope for an audience. It makes things cooler and more fun, but we need the audience under the right conditions. And if the conditions are bad, then it's better to not have it. So, So people don't have to worry all the time. So, yeah. Yep. Agreed. It's a sad, uh, sad consequence, but it's the right move. Um, and I think it's very clear based on the wording that Valve are really considering, like the value of the audience versus the risk, uh, which is interesting again because when we think back on 2010, the audience was super integral to TI, and that's why TI got canceled. I think it was a part of it at least was that Valve probably wanted there to be an audience on top of you know, COVID just being newer and scary. Um, but as seeing as other esports could host their world championships in person with players bubbling and flying in, uh, yeah. Valve would have definitely been able to as well. But I think they really rated the like the spectacle of having a huge audience. They rated it really high. And now they've just had to settle, right? They can't delay it another year. So now it's just, okay, you know, we got to go for it. Um, yep. And it is what it is. I mean, if there's no audience, there's no audience. Obviously, everybody would prefer there to be, but... There's only so much they can do. Uh, all right, next thing on the list, uh, Dota Pit. Did you watch any of this? Because I, I people hate it when we say this, but would you rather we us don't not watch go every over game, it, guys? We don't. I didn't don't watch any watch Dota Pit. Game. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but I, we can talk about the winners. Bit, I watched a bit of the finals. Um, okay, tell me about it. Yeah, so this tournament had some of the big guns from the the ESL tournament. Obviously, we had Tundra winning that one, like we talked about in a previous episode. Um, we had Tundra, Spirit, LGD, T1, Fnatic, SG, Undying, and Thunder Predator. So once again, similar to the last tournament, Thunder Predator not looking hot, and therefore not looking hot going into TI. They finished dead last, together with Team Undying. Uh, however, arguably Team Undying's draw was worse, because they faced <laughs> LGD first, and then they dropped down to face Spirit. Yeah. And LGD won the tournament, <laughs> and Spirit got second. So, yeah. you know, it's just unlucky, really, uh, for Undying. And they got 2-1 in both series, keep in mind. They didn't get rolled. No, they're, I'm not so worried about them. If they're anything, gonna, they're, they're looking kind of good from that yeah. uh, relative to the tournament. I think they're, um, they're a pretty good team, for sure. Yeah. Then Fnatic and uh, SG Esports take 5th, 6th. And top 4, T1, Tundra, Spirit, and LGD. And I think the big positive surprise there for many people was that Spirit got uh, to the finals. Um, they 2-0'd Tundra after Tundra got 2-0'd by LGD so they clearly just got rolled that day Um, but Spirit 2-0'd Fnatic and T1 
back to back, and then Tundra, three two O's in a row, before they met LGD in the finals, and they were too big of a boss and won three to one. So and LGD still, take the tournament. Yeah, they're still playing with Zhao Wei as well. They still have um, Zhao Wei. Yeah. He played really well in the finals, though. He actually won his lane uh, against <laughs> Toronto Tokyo. It's I like think most a, of the games. Like it's a big story. <laughs> He no, actually thing, won his lane no, for once. So the thing about it, though, the reason we're joking about this a little bit is that the previous tournament when Xiaowei played mid uh, at ESL, in a lot of the games, the majority, he would lose his lane to formidable mid laners because he's not really a mid laner, at least not currently. Um, obviously being primarily a coach, but he's still exceptionally skilled at the game. But I think he's just warmed up now. Like He's played so much mid recently now that he's actually starting to get a lot better at the laning. Uh, and that is a skill that takes a bit of time to warm up to. So that was definitely a change from the last tournament to this one is that his laning was just better. God, what if he comes around. back and plays next season? He could. This guy is an absolute legend. He's, a, he's like 10k MMR in China. He's really fucking good. He's like a world elite player. It's just yeah. he will look a bit worse on mid. Again, it's a very mechanical lane that has really specific things that you have to just train you know, and have it in your fingers. But he could... I personally think Xiaoyi could come back and play basically so, any role i so, i think i talked really about good. this on the podcast briefly but it just reminds me of this time where we i don't know if we were in technically in talks but i think it was through misery when misery was on dc where mm -hmm. they wanted to bring Zhao eight out to america because apparently Zhao eight wanted to play in america oh, I and learn this. a little bit of english and i was like yeah. that sounds fucking hype bring him give him whatever he wants absolutely but it just never materialized but yeah, that, that guy is super legit. He wanted to go to America. He really wanted to play, but he didn't want to play for you. So yeah, he saw he saw my picture on on uh, on Twitter and wait, Twitter Twitter's <laughs> banned like in China. The Chinese so teams that thought Ti One was a scam and didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this can't be a he, real team. He saw the intro guy. video to DC. Is like what what the, this this guy's too too this narcissistic. This is not a real org. I don't believe it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Team Spirit going to TI. Uh, they get second place here, like you said, and we've cast a lot of them at the Animajor, and they impressed. They were a little bit shaky yeah. in a couple of the past tournaments, but they overall looked way better than we thought originally. Very improved. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Next thing on the list is related to LGD. Nothing yeah. to say and Ollie have obtained the necessary travel approvals for the trip to TI-10. So there's a lot of questions whether... Uh, nothing to say would get his visa. I believe he's from Malaysia, right? And it's just really difficult. Or is it Singapore? I actually forget. I think Malaysia. Uh, apparently really difficult to get visas, and it, it went over the time limit. Like, a lot of people were thinking that Zhao Wei might actually have to play, which would be, you know, obviously that would be an interesting storyline for sure, but LGD have looked like the strongest, or one of the strongest at the very least teams in the world with nothing the to say. So I good to see them at full strength. Strong. Now, the question is, Sindarin, They've played a lot with Zhao Wei lately. Yeah. Do you think that this will hurt their chemistry? Or do you think they'll no. just pick up where they left off? I think they'll pick up where they left off. And I think they have enough time, right? Because this news about him flying in... It, when was he flying? There was a picture from the airport. Was that from today or yesterday? I think he got there. There's another post recently. He already arrived, yeah. So they have two and a half weeks to prepare. It's enough. It's okay. definitely enough. They're going to be good. I wonder, I, God, I, I wish we could get this information of what teams that each team is like scrimming the most. Cause there's always like, yeah. everybody wants to play each other a little bit, everybody, right? But there's always like one scrim partner that you're, <laughs> and a lot of times you want to play somebody that, like, if you're a big team like LGD, you do not want to play another big boy. You want to couple mm -hmm. up with somebody that maybe not the weakest, but, you know, in the, maybe they get like eighth, ninth at TI range. That's what right. you want. Uh, I just find that so interesting how that works. You want to train sometimes. against a team that's strong enough that it will show weakness and strength in your strategies, but that are still not your number one competition necessarily. Right, which so is that you hilarious. Don't show them your hand because a lot of times it ends up those teams are in the finals, right? Yeah, you end up boosting that team to another level, which. Yeah. Uh, D. Why do I keep? Or they boost you, right? It was EG versus. Uh, God, what is the team that EG played? The stupid name. C deck. Yeah. God, what a terrible fucking name. Uh, and then, of course, Chinese Dota Wings DC as well. Uh, we boosted Wings. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. We shit on them. They rage quit scrims against us. And then they won TI. That's, that's how they do it. Okay. 
uh, next, send, oh, we got the SAP segment ready to go. So as you guys may or may not know, we are partnered with SAP, who are an enterprise software company that's bringing their exp- expertise via analytics in esports. Me and Cinder ask each other some questions. Our scores are zero apiece, even though you broke me mentally <laughs> last right, week. Yeah. We give each other multiple choice with four options, and we've got zero right. Yeah, and it's then we'll great. go over the community question. But first, I have a question for you, Cinderin. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to get a point today. Do you think it's Ags or Shard related? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 50-50. Do I get half a point no, for guessing which no one No, half points. Okay. Absolutely not. It's Shard related. It is. Uh, what yes. Shard in the current patch has never been bought in a pro game? And pro game doesn't just mean tier one. It's a bunch of, you know, there's a range, but still pro game. There's literally only one. No, based on what I saw, there's many. Oh, what wasn't your question? Which one hasn't been bought? Yeah. But you said there's many. No, okay. Of the following choices, which Uh one has... Okay. I think when I checked it, there was like five or six that have never been bought, but only one of the four choices will be zero. Got it. Okay. Is it A, Warlock? Is it B, Omni Knight? Is it C, Dazzle? Or is it D, Pugna? Oh, I think it's Omni Knight. That one's garbage. So Omni Knight is the, what does the new one do? Like lowers base or damage or some shit, right? This is based on this patch. So seven. You're saying in pro games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say Omni Knight. All right, Omni Knight, out of those four, is the most picked shard. What? <laughs> Why would anyone buy that shit? It's so Omni bad. Knight, again, keep in mind, this is purchased shards, not picked up from Rush. So Omni Knight yeah. five times bought it out of 228 games. I don't know. But five, that shit? five out of 228, that's a very bad ratio. Okay? I mean, yeah, but it's better than the other ones. Okay, my second guess would be Pugna. Okay, Pugna is one out of 17 okay. games. Okay. Dazzle is one out of four. And the one that shocked me, and the correct answer is Warlock, zero out of five. There's been five games played on 7.30 with Warlock. Oh, it was only for this patch. Yes. Okay, because I know Warlock used to buy this. So I was yes. sure Warlock has bought That's... it. But even in this patch, I'm still surprised Omni has bought I am... it. So okay. I can't. No. I don't know what the, what the fuck that is. Okay. All right. So wrong again. Let's go. Let's go, are baby. We sure, are we sure uh, SAP's tool is working? There's no <laughs> way Omni and I bought this. <laughs> Five <laughs> out of 228. No way, That's the worst ratio <laughs> by <so> far. <laughs> they might have just mistakenly oh. misclicked it. You know, they're just in the shop. You can't sell it back when it's in your inventory. So I guess so. Maybe it's when you're winning. You're like, oh, I'll buy the shard. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Okay. I have a different kind of question for you today, Shannon. How many people in the top five of official matches played, so just total games that are logged by the tool, have a nickname starting with F? In the top five, how many of those players have a nickname that starts with F? Is it two, three, four, or five? What kind of fucking garbage question is this? This is horrible. I gave you a legit question. This is a legit question. All right, repeat it. Out of the people in the top five most played matches that are logged by this SAP tool, how okay. many of those people have a nickname that starts with F? Two, three, four, five? Yeah. That starts with F? Yes. I feel like this is a trick question because I want to say five. Um, I'm going to say five. Fuck you. That is incorrect. God, I hate you so much. Now, okay, try to tell me... Try to name some of them. If you said five, you must be able to think of some of the ones you think are in the top five then. FNG. Yep. Um, Ferrari. Nope. Uh, Dude, he hasn't played for like <laughs> four years. I'm just naming the first people I can think of that start with an F. Faith Beyond. Uh, also not. I don't Go ahead. Tell okay. me, Cinderin. There are four. So you were close. You could have picked two, which would have been further away. In order, F and G, most games, FY, number two, Mm. Fly, number three, Uh, No Tail, number four, and Fata is number five. So it's four out of five. Great. I'm glad that you used this very powerful tool to come up with the absolute worst question I have ever heard. Thank you so much. I saw one comment in chat when I 
came up with this and it was all caps and it said legit question. So I feel <laughs> give me a break. I feel I, I thought it was a great question. All right. Very good. Thank you so much. All right, let's go on to the community question. Depending if you think he's called Fotail, you might have been right, actually. Yeah. Fotail would have made it five out of five. All right, community question. Uh question from Yosef. We have is Windranger really as bad as Slack says in in Prog Play? So we actually looked that up, and these are stats since 7.07. Okay. Win Ranger actually has the 12th worst win rate with 46.56%, which would have been 11th if bad. Dawnbreaker wasn't added into the game because she's dead last, which I guess shouldn't be surprising since it's such a small sample size. So, yes, Slax apparently has a point. Win Ranger sucks ass since 7.07. So, if you guys want us to. Uh, give you a shout out like we just did, then be sure to leave your comments on the YouTube video as to what stat you may or may not want to see. Make sure to include the hashtag SAP Esports and obviously click on the link in the description, which helps us quite a bit. So thank you very much. Chan, okay. we've still got zero correct answers after three weeks. It's going to be like one of those things where we get far enough, it's going to become impressive that we want to get it wrong almost. Right, so we have to trick Kinda, each yeah. other to get it right, like the card game Hearts. Yeah, exactly. All right, next thing is OCA announces uh, titles for Hangzhou Asian Games esports competition, and Dota is on it. Cinderin, yep. what are your thoughts on this? Wait, what are the eight games? So there's eight events and games: Arena of Valor, Dota Two, Dream Three Kingdoms Two. EA Sports FIFA branded soccer games. What? Okay. Hearthstone, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, Asian Games version, and mm -hmm. Street Fighter V. Oh, Street Fighter V. That sounds cool. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I would like to see what their like what the regulations are. Right. Oh, Is yeah. it any any team can participate? What's the prize? Because. Representation of the game is always going to be good, right? It's it's great that we we have right. It. So What's sorry, I, I should have said the OCA stands for the Olympic Council of Asia. So right, part of the what when is the next Olympics? Where is it actually? Do you know off the top of your chat? Don't know. Lifeline chat. <laughs> Where's the next Olympics <laughs> going to be? Oh, it's Paris apparently. Oh, okay. When is it going to be Paris? Oh, so this is, this is part of the China Winter. Is that right? Why would they? Okay. Anyway, so apparently this yeah. is a big deal. It's um, good. Dota's there. It's cool. Uh, very curious to see what teams play and what the because the reason I say regulations is that depending on the events, sometimes it's only this like nationality rec uh, restrictions where you have to have three, four, or five people from the same country or whatever. Uh, whenever there's regulations like lo like those in place, it really stifles the competition because there's so many world class teams that can't compete. Um, because they have five different nationalities, like Secret. Um, it's a great example. Yeah. So usually in the past, when we've had these like World Cup tournaments, a lot of the times the top teams will be like the Philippines, where TNC could just bring their whole team, or some sort of strong Danish stack or whatever Danish team, tier two teams that go um, and perform, because all of the elite isn't there, because they can't. Um, so curious about that. Yeah. That's going to go down like that. Uh, and that segues into the next topic, which we talked, uh, when was it, about China adding potential, uh, more than potential, but regulations to uh, video games for minors, where I think they could only play video games for three hours during the week, I want to say off the top of my head, during the term, which is like the school thing, right? So more has been added on this. Uh, Chinese authorities have banned all new video games from being released indefinitely as the government attempts to tackle what it calls gaming addiction in the under 18. So I'm going to read a couple of quotes, Cinder, and then we'll get thoughts okay. here. So first one, uh, this is all from the same article. Chinese authorities have ordered gaming giants to end their focus on profits and cut content perceived to be breeding effeminacy as Beijing tries to direct young or to direct youth culture, gender ideals, and the reach of big tech. In recent days, regulators have ordered broadcasters to resist abnormal aesthetics such as sissy men, 
calling for more masculine representations in programming. Late oh. Wednesday, the official Xinhua, uh, I don't know how to say that, news agency reported the latest edicts against gaming. Obscene and violent content and those breeding unhealthy tendencies such as money worship and effeminacy should be removed. The target is driven by perception among sections of society that effeminate men are physically weak and emotionally fragile, a.k.a. feminine men cannot defend the nation. Song added that the heterosexuality is seen as the only gender norm, leading to anxiety over more ambiguous representations of sexuality and identity. And then following it up with... uh, so. All that stuff we'll talk about. And then apparently this is something that's already been done, which blows my fucking mind. Tencent, which is like the biggest gaming company probably in the world, I want to say. They've bought like every company. They apparently, they're being forced to do this by Chinese government, I assume. They rolled out a facial recognition midnight patrol function back in July to root out children masquerading as adults to get around the curfew that was instituted. What the fuck is fuck is this legal? This is like some North Korea shit right here. My goodness, this is bordering Mm. on Black Mirror. This, no, legit, that is true. Black Mirror, kind of. Yeah, this is is pretty fucked up. I don't even know what to say. It's just fucked up. The first, the first three quotes are fucked up enough, right? But this is just this takes the cake, really. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even know if we should be, if these statements should be competing with each other. They're all trash. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. There's nothing to say. I just wanted to. I mean, it's news, so anything that's yeah. even related to video games that's big enough, I, I wanted to mention. And I, I have literally have no words. I don't. I can't imagine what it's like. Uh, but I, I, I do wonder. I, okay, actually, I will say one thing. Okay. There's one thing in all of this that I think is pretty good. But it's a stretch, okay? But it says Chinese authorities have ordered gaming giants to end their focus on profits. Where, depending on how you look at that, that could be trying to encourage or, depending on what they want to do, make legislation that prevents companies from doing insane amounts of, like, microtransaction profits or, Mm. um, like, exploiting customers, basically, right? Which... Is always going to be a gray area, like how many, at the end of the day, you're the customer. You can just choose not to buy this shit. But if your favorite games are kind of shoving microtransactions down your throat and almost forcing you to buy this stuff to continue playing the game or being competitive in it and enjoying it to the full extent, then that is something I could agree with. I, I think microtransactions have become way too big in gaming. And I really, I like the old model of you buy a game and you have it. And there's a lot of like cool stuff in it. Um, because, and then we have other models like Dota, right? Where you have everything and all the stuff you buy is purely cosmetic. I'm totally on board with that model too, but you have Mm -hmm. plenty of games at this point that have both pay to play. And then on top, you need to also do this or that, uh, for, to enjoy the game at its fullest. And I think the first company that really got away with this shit is Blizzard with the original World of Warcraft subscription, right? Where you paid for the game and then you paid a monthly subscription and then on top of that, they also added an in-game store with microtransactions. Yeah. And that's kind of where I draw the line. Like, I feel like, game. okay, you know, we can have a monthly sub if there's a service fee and there's some sort of things being done, right? With like game masters that run the game and you're continuing development. Uh, but like also putting in microtransactions, just like, you know, it's like, no, I, oh, I agree. How it's much interesting to look at the other right? perspective because you're right. Microtransactions when it's, Kids under 18, I think, is something that should definitely be looked at. It's pretty predatory. <clears throat> but I, I, I can see a positive in regulating that. But the rest of the stuff that, is just fucking stupid. Yeah, but. having said that, this goes to an, an extreme just feels like an understatement. And aside from like the aspect, which you know we don't really need to talk about much, but it's going to stunt the growth of esports players for yeah. sure, for generations potentially, depending on how long this goes. But... Like if this is something for the foreseeable future, then China's not going to have many up and coming talent in a lot of games. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, how does this not just that aspect, but everything else in terms of the business side of things? How does that affect world esports? Because mm-hmm. China's a huge player. Tencent, I think their stocks were down like ten percent just out of the announcement alone, among other companies. So this has a huge effect. Yeah. And 
I think on one side of things, I think this may help people not in Ch- like companies outside of China, like the customers outside yeah. of China, because companies will be less reliant on China as a result. Yep. That's uh, true. So maybe there's a silver lining, but yeah, obviously beyond fucked up. So that's all there is to I it. I mean, it would be an interesting thing if that ends up, is what ends up happening is that China has this legislation and the only companies it hurts are their own and everyone else thrives and their population just stops playing games uh, or plays way less, right? Yeah. Because what I think is interesting about this is that part of where they're coming from is not that stupid, right? Like gaming to an extent might be reaching a point that is, depending on the person, depending on the age group, might be too addictive. But I don't think it's the government's responsibility to solve this problem. I think it's awareness and it's about the family and making finding a healthy medium, right? Like at the end of the day, if your kids get way too addicted to gaming, then you didn't handle it in the family the right way, right? With like either restrictions or with at least talking about and getting at some sort of a shared understanding of like how much do you spend in time with the computer? How do you play? What games do you play? Also mm-hmm. makes a really big difference. Like some games are just way more addictive than others. Uh, my parents let me play Diablo when I was six, which I still can't fucking believe because they've always been very protective <laughs> about me in general. But they for done some fucked reason, up there. I got to play Diablo <laughs> when I was six years old, and man, if it didn't ruin me, I'm uh, I'm <laughs> a total fucked up person <laughs> because I got to play Diablo. I mean, that's a great example of how you know, even, but but it it is also just highly individual, right? Like yeah. a bit of it is also down to quote unquote luck. Like what kind of person are you? Some people get sucked in. Some people react very different to games than others do. And that's, again, why I think legislation like this doesn't really make sense. It's about knowing your children, knowing your family, and handling things. Like I mean, I think I on know. a government level, I, I'm personally fine with restrictions on like business models that are predatory. Like I think having some restrictions is probably fine, but yes, th- there's a threshold of where it like, becomes too much. You can make it so that the games are inherently less addictive or less predatory, but at the end of the day, it's still the people's own choice and own decisions that is going to guide hmm. what, like, what level it reaches in your life, right? Um, I think so. Like, I don't, I don't think treating video, video games as heroin is the way to go. Like, I, I feel like it's not... Um, obviously, China's not letting you do heroin three hours a week, right? But you get the idea. Um, Anyway. Okay. Uh, that would be pretty us... interesting legislation, though. What would? If you're under 18, you get to do heroin three hours oh, a heroin. week. Oh, heroin. I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, okay. Let's finish this up with the last topic of the day before we get to the community or to our mailbag question. The Matrix Resurrections has a new trailer out. I believe. Off the top of my head, it comes out on Christmas. May uh, I I love the Matrix, the original, number one, one of my favorite movies of all time, probably top three for me of all time. The second and third were fucking garbage that make me angry every time I think about them. Will four be any different? So some things that are going against it, Cinderin. Uh, Morpheus is not in the fucking movie. How is that possible? How the fuck? He wasn't even contacted. How is that? I'm sure it has, like, there's some, like, inside story where he did something messed up, but at the end of the day, you need Morpheus, man. He has to be in the movie. That's pretty weird. So this is going to be, maybe this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. It's been a long time since I've watched it. If you haven't seen number three, tune out now. It's been, like, 20 years, though. Am I wrong? Because people are saying this, and I saw this as well, that Morpheus died in a video game and that they're just taking over that. I don't buy that bullshit. That is complete bullshit. It's definitely like some personal issue between him and like the director or something. Didn't Neo die in the third movie? Am I stupid? Didn't he fucking sacrifice himself and die? Chat? But he's in the movie, so Morpheus can be in this movie too. Another thing that bothers me about the trailer, because I'm nitpicking now, why I love Keanu Reeves. Why does he have the same hairdo as John Wick? I know they're the same person, by the way. Don't make that joke. 
why don't they change his hairdo? Like, when I see that hairdo on him, I think John Wick, not Neo. Come on, man. Basic fucking shit. Morpheus should be in the movie. What is this garbage? Of course I'm going to see it on Christmas, and I'm going to be very disappointed. But I'm going to see it anyway. God help Good. us, Cinderin. God help us all. Are you excited? Uh, I for it? I agree with everything you said. I watched the first Matrix only, and I watched it. When did it come out? What? What do you mean? You need to see the other two to appreciate number one the most because of how bad it is, came out or how good it is compared. To I probably that. watched it that year or the year after, so I probably watched it when I was like ten or eleven. I barely remember anything. Um, I think we watched it at my cousin's. Actually, that's what I remember. Um, I remember it being good. I think. What the fuck? Who are what? Is, what? You've seen the Matrix once? You don't even remember it? What? It, oh my! Oh, I, I oh, love. I love I'm, talking. I'm gonna maul so hard. Best. How have? I've seen Matrix one like fifteen times. Holy shit balls, man! That is, that okay in Bruges. I wasn't surprised you didn't see it, and knowing how Watch terrible this. a person you are, I have you didn't it. see it for yeah. You didn't see it for two years. Me begging. The Matrix, which is iconic, it's not like, especially for it gamers. Iconic. It was good. It was good. You don't, you don't even remember I anything. Think, I think, I think it was good. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna get a lot of rage comments. I think. No, there are gonna be a lot of people that are like, yeah, I also watched The Matrix when I was twelve and never watched it since. It was a good movie. All right, but I don't watch movies. Okay, twice. that's what they're all gonna say. I think we're gonna have like literally hundreds of comments on the video saying, "I watched The Matrix when I was twelve and I haven't watched it since." Just, okay. just wait and see. I I'm want not in make... the minority here. So let's have a little thought experiment here, okay? In the comments of YouTube, if you're still watching somehow, post a comment or just find a comment at this point that says that you have watched... What's the best way to do this? It's a binary <laughs> system here. You have to upvote the one that says either you agree with Cinderin, you've only seen it Matrix once and you barely remember it, or you've seen it a bunch of times and it's a very important movie to watch for gamers. Okay, whatever the fuck you guys want to do, just or upvote. gamers, man. Now you're really fucking upvote to the audience, right? Upvote the one that you gamers. feel is appropriate. Gamers unite behind the matrix. Okay. I feel like Cinderin is beyond fucked up in this one. All right, that's weird. <sighs> as that's weird. They've seen it once. That's What's really weird. weird. That's really weird. Okay, let me ask you this: Do you think the majority of people that watch movies have watched The Matrix more than once? Yes, I actually think that. The yes. majority of people that have oh, watched in, movies have mean, watched in the, the world? Matrix more than once. In the yes. world, people that watch movies, like not necessarily religiously, but just you know, okay. watch movies. Well, if you're including all the plebs, no. If you're okay, let's think, let's take this. Take all the gamers. Take yeah. all the gamers. Gamers. I would oh, actually dude, say a, a majority of gamers have seen The Matrix more than once. Yes. Really? Yes. I don't I would, think so. I think I am, you're wrong. All right. The majority of gamers are 12 and play Fortnite, and they don't know this. Have you exists. seen The Matrix more than once? That's the question. All right? You upvote the comment that yeah. says, yes, Cinderin's an idiot. I've seen The Matrix many times. Or, <laughs> I agree with Cinderin. Suns fan is an idiot. I've seen The Matrix once or zero times. Or I'll give you the zero. zero I will give you zero on this one as well. Okay. <laughs> All right. That. Wow. I was not expect. I. <sighs> I know that you don't watch shit, but that's shocking. Actually, shocking. Why is that to me. shocking to you? I don't understand. Be it's it. It's like saying you've never seen. Wait. How many times have you seen Lord of the Rings? In its entirety. Yes. Once. Holy shit! Let's do Patreon mailbag before I rage. Horribly, it's the best trilogy okay. of all time. Have you seen it it's once? It's one of it's really fucking good. It's some of my favorite movies. I've watched them once. I think I've watched all of them one time in the cinema, and then I've watched decent portions of all three of them on separate occasions at friends' places while we've been doing other stuff or whatever. But I don't think I've watched all three of them in full duration more than one time. Okay, let's move on to the Patreon mailbag. I can't, I can't talk about this. Okay, you know it what, me, Shan? Too angry. Let me just... I think we may have talked about this before. 150 episodes... Wait, we've done 120. 100 episodes ago. Some people don't re-watch movies as much as others. Yes. You love re-watching shit that you like. Yeah. I, I don't really re-watch movies in general. I, I don't really that. watch movies in general. That probably makes it easier to not re-watch <laughs> as well. But yes, yes, yes. 
there are okay so let me give you a great example i go to the movie i love the a movie that i see in the cinema i don't go and watch it again you go to the movies you see a movie you love you go and watch it again in the same run in the cinema you go and watch it twice within no. a month right no. yes in you do theater, yes you've done that i've never you've done that no seen that okay movie then you watch it at theater. home a second time yeah of course at yeah, home right many yeah, times within the next month Yes, I th- I, I think have never that... done that. I have literally never done that with any movie. Watched it twice within a month. Never, not even twice within a year. I think. All right, I'm pretty sure. That's incredible. That is, like, I understand that I am maybe not maybe not everybody's like me where they will watch like stuff that they really like a ton of times. I think a lot of people are like that. I don't know if it's the majority or not. There's even for people that watch movie. one movie once, right? <laughs> the Matrix and Lord of the Rings are. For gamers, again, are movies you watch multiple times. It just is. That's just how it is. That's how I'll, I feel. I'll, I'll watch The Matrix again for episode 200. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. All right, let's finish off with a Patreon mailbag question from uh, Joey Pitch Black. I'm so sad there's no in Bruges question for mailbag questions. Can I ask a question? If the answer is yes, that was my question, so please don't answer with yes. Thank you. For real now, if you had the opportunity to go back in time to any point in your life, what would you say to yourself if you could tell them one thing? I actually have an answer for this now. I would mm-hmm. go back 20 minutes and not ask about Matrix. Fuck. I, I, would dis- say, I would go back 10 <laughs> minutes and not tell you. <laughs> Oh, you made me laugh so hard I snorted. All right. Oh, that that's a good that's a good answer. <laughs> Fuck. God, I hate you so much. God. Oh my god, that's good. Uh all right. I think that's good that's enough. That's actually a great answer. I'm fine with that. I can live with that. I You're the worst. That. You're the worst. All right. Thanks for watching. We say things episode 120. That's not my planned answer for this question, but it's really fucking good. So have a good night, everybody. Until next week, Suns fan and Cinder and signing out. God be with you if you haven't seen the Matrix more than once. Jesus. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening.